Transition partners take mental health very seriously. We are now supporting Claro Mental Health Charity, who are local and based in Harrogate. We are working closely with Richard Kenny, who is the IT director at Tech Buyer. Claro operates as a commercial workshop making goods for businesses, which enable those with long-term mental health conditions to function in a voluntary real work environment. We would love it if you can join us in supporting this amazing cause and charity and donate what you can. Any any amount will be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much and thanks to all our listeners. Hi, this is the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. My name's Ellie Greening. And my name's Sandra Patel-Stewart. On this podcast, we will be interviewing some of the UK's greatest tech leaders. We'll be discussing war stories, battle scars, and their learnings from their journeys. Hopefully, you will pick up some great tips, learn from others' experiences, and have a good laugh along the way. Hello everybody and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. So today we've got an extremely special guest. We've got Beth Gildersleeve, who's the Technology Director at Sky Betting and Gaming. Beth is a superstar leader who carved her career initially in customer service at the post office to heading up some pretty major programs within the NHS. And now she's fully responsible for the Bet Technology Tribe at one of the UK's fastest paced, fun loving and customer focused technology companies. And we cannot wait to hear all about Beth's leadership skills today. So hi, Beth. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Sandra. Thanks for having me. Hi. It's so nice to see you. (laughs) Yeah. We can't wait to have you on the podcast today. Obviously, we met previously um at a women in leads digital meetup which was probably it must have been about 10 months ago now it was just i think it was earlier on this year like january february time um it might have even been one of our kind of last kind of meetups that we did pre before covid Um, but um yeah you were sat on a panel weren't you and you were fantastic like um the um the input that you had was great um so um Fantastic. Great to have you on the show. Um, I know we've, we've kind of tried to get here a couple of times and um, <laughs> fantastic to hear more about you and your leadership style. Um, and I'm sure you've got lots of interesting things that you can share with us. Um, so always, always like to start these things with um, a nice um, sort of open question around you telling us more and the viewers and listeners more about you, your journey, um, your background, how you got to where you are today, basically. So I shall hand over to the lovely Beth. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I guess to tell you a little bit about my journey then. So um, I graduated from university in 97 and I'd studied languages and business so it was German and Italian and I didn't really wow. have an idea of what career path I wanted to take so I ended up my first uh, full-time job was with the post office in their regional office in Leeds from City Square um, and that was in internal communications so that was working on like communications out to post office branches and also messages within kind of the regional office and from there I branched off into HR 
Um, and I thought that was where my career path was going to be. So I really enjoyed like working with people, doing maternity cases, doing recruitment. Um, and it was just a really good way to meet people in the business and kind of get to know them. And then um, the business, the post office decided to centralise the HR function. So rather than having them um, federated across all the different regional offices, they wanted to make it a central function. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to relocate because it wasn't in Leeds anymore. Mm. Um, and I got some really good advice um, from um, the head of training and learning um, a female there and she she was talking to me about the opportunity in this HR function but she said I don't think this there's probably a better opportunity for you and what um, the post office were doing was we're creating kind of a new um, I suppose a technology function um, mm-hmm. so at that time the post, so we're talking about 1999 now just before the millennium bug so um, <laughs> the, that myth of millennium bug so um Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically the post office at that time were doing all their accounting and transactions on pen and paper so they're adding up wow. how stamps to sell. <laughs> and what they were trying to do was create like an electronic point of sale retail system so that which is now there when you go into the post office it's all done electronically you get receipts yeah so I was asked to go what they were calling it this new service management function so I was asked to go to kind of be part of that so my first role in this kind of introduction to IT was working mm-hmm on a service desk. So taking calls from the, the post office branches about how to use this new system. And it kind of took off from there. I really enjoyed it. And it just because it was a new function, it was brand new to the post office. It just created loads of opportunities. So mm-hmm. from there, I went into like incident and anal- analysis. So looking at all the calls that were coming in, what are the main kind of problems that branches are struggling with on the computer system to try, I guess, feed in changes for future software releases. And then I went into problem management and did various stuff there. Um, so I really found, um, really enjoyed this new exciting technology um, experience. But also what I found was I really enjoyed working and, and leading people. So it was at the post office I got my first um, opportunity to manage people. So I was asked to set up um, an internal complaints team and I needed to kind of build that, the processes, the purpose and the team around that. So that gave me a taster. And I kind mm. of found that I really enjoyed that and seemed to be quite good at it. Um, so my kind of career in the post office took off and I ended up um, staying in service management but just kind of taking on broader remits like a manager. how many did you have in the team there um, so I started off with like there were just three of us in the compliance team and then internal compliance team and then I kind of ended up over over time went to manage 33 and then okay. um, and then before I left I was probably running a team of about 10 um, but they were kind of it was a totally different remit I was asked to set up a 24-7 service desk um, where we were taking calls from different banking providers. So if there was an incident where a banking provider was down, they'd let my team know so we could manage the communications and tell the post offices that actually you can't take any transactions from Barclays today. They've got a system outage, whatever. So it was managing that. But then I guess it was around 2005, the NHS was going on a massive um, transformation and had some really exciting opportunities. And they were trying to kind of digitise the whole of the NHS, mm-hmm. which again, traditionally paper-based records held at your surgery in the uh, envelopes and hospital envelopes. Mm-hmm. So um, I was asked to, so I applied for a role, it's similar to what I've been doing in the post office, which was to take to work in service management and kind of to deal with problems and incidents of any outages for different national systems. Okay. I kind of was staying in the same remit um, and I got an opportunity to go work in a different part of the NHS, in, still in IT, and it was uh, doing deployments. So we were on this ambition to kind of to kind of join up all different parts of the health and care system, whether that was your records, whether that was um, your allergies, what prescriptions you're on. And one of the things I was asked to do was 
run a deployment team and this was kind of the first time we ever wanted to deploy a system in a GP or a hospital going through like what we called the first of type process so making sure that it all been tested that every, the communications were there that people had training so I really loved that again managing a team working with people and then I ended up moving on to working projects and programs and I guess that's probably where the majority of my career was so leading some really exciting complicated programs and getting more into kind of digital so working with front end websites and different stakeholders um so i guess from so there i ended i guess as, i was there for 12 years so you don't want a potted history wow. of everything else, but, <laughs> so, so towards the end um in from a from a program delivery i was leading some really ambitious exciting programs to try and help citizens i guess mm-hmm. manage their um health a little bit better whether that's through wearable technology whether that was through um get self-care directing them to different tools that were available I guess to try and reduce the burden um, off the NHS so I was I had some really great experience there and then um, I went I got an opportunity to join Sky Betting and Gaming where there was a head of technology role working with kind of third parties so delivery partners Mm -hmm. within the Bet Tribe and I really fancied a new opportunity and getting a bit more exposure to uh, in-house development so I'd got exposure to agile delivery in NHS but it was tended to be outsourced Whereas Sky Betting and Gaming had a great reputation about being fast paced, quick to market, and also um, having in-house development teams. So I kind of, it really piqued my interest. I applied for this role and I was successful. And then from there, I've ended up as director of technology running the Bet Tribe. So there's about 109 people in that tribe. So I've definitely been able to put all uh, my kind of people experience and knowledge that I've built up over the years into practice. Fantastic. It's interesting because um, quite a lot of the leaders that we have um, on the show generally have come from like technical backgrounds and then work their way through to leadership. But obviously you were more on that people side. So you learn the people skills, the leadership skills pretty quickly and, and have to and do, do, I mean, do, I guess a, a good question. Sorry, I'm talking a question in that you're not aware of. Um, a good question to actually I've got actually is um do you think that um, do you think that you got to where you wanted to be and in that kind of like senior leadership role quicker because you'd done it the other way around? Do you think like it impacted your progression in a positive way or? Yeah, I think, I think that's a really good question, and I think pro- probably yes because I think um, I'm not huge. Te- I'm not a huge technical person, so if I think of technology. Yeah. A lot of everybody thinks about the developers, the people coding and building the programs, but actually service management is part of technology and delivery management is part of technology. So I've got those under my belt, but I guess having the experience of leading and managing teams has definitely helped me because um, I guess what I've learned, how to get the best out of people. And I think that's kind of probably allowed me to probably accelerate my career. You're probably right. Mm fantastic brilliant so currently technology director um and did you say was it 109 yeah roughly 109 people yeah yeah wow um so given um given that given the size of the role and um, i think it'd be quite interesting to understand what your um pain points and like problem areas and challenges are currently yeah I think it's probably the same as everybody at the moment but at the moment it's work it's dealing with the um, fallout of covid and remote working mm. so mm. sky betting and gaming is prides ourselves on like collaboration 
and we all can't there's like only a small number of locations where people work and it's really been quite difficult to kind of change and adapt our ways of working so yeah. everybody so everybody's remote working um and i guess the challenges with that is we've had to think about how do we communicate and how do we get the engagement up so i think everybody's been in the same place we've had people we've been up and down about how we felt with everything that's going on so i'd say kind of how we uh, move our workforce to being like more more remote over the future is kind of our challenges and that's not just my challenge that's the business challenge um but i guess what i'm kind of learning about that is you can't over communicate it's because it's really it's really easy for people to feel um behind the curve because you can't be on zoom calls all the time and mm. and you get to there's a danger that people just assume people know what's happening so i've really learned we need to kind of over communicate mm-hmm. and I guess what we're trying to do is think about how do we keep people motivated? Because I think at the big beginning, everybody's really, it was really challenging for what was happening in the world. So everybody, there was people on different levels of engagement and anxiety. And then we kind of got a bit stable and everybody seemed to kind of adjust to working from home and got, got a bit of fun and got a bit behind it. But then it's just, it's continued. So I guess it's how do we get keep that fun and engagement up? So we're trying to look at things around um, quizzes, like challenges that we can do to keep fit and active. Um, but I guess what the what it's allowing us to do is kind of think more longer term about what our responsive ways of working is going to be. But that's probably the biggest pain point I've got at the moment, particularly around yeah. the engagement. Yeah, I think it's a huge challenge for people at the moment, isn't it? So completely understandable. We're all trying to work to improve that, particularly to improve that collaboration piece, which is so important. And yeah. um, I'd love to know a little bit more then about your leadership style. Beth and how you kind of see yourself as a leader and how your teams would describe you as well because that's really important yeah no problem um so I guess I would describe myself from from a leadership point of view as I'm open and honest Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll tell people what I can obviously there's obvious sensitivities but I like to be open about where we're heading like to be open about how people are doing in terms of their performance like to be open about how people that where they're they're doing really well and giving recognition Um, I like to think I'm supportive and that I'm hopefully approachable. So anybody can hopefully come and talk to me about a problem or any ideas and, uh, you know, hopefully that they feel comfortable to do so. And, and I give them the support around that. Um, kind, I, understand, I feel like I understand my values. And um, as part of that, I'm sometimes not afraid to be vulnerable. I don't know all the answers. No one knows the answers, but I don't mind saying I don't know the answers or saying I need some help with this. And I think that's really helped me gel with my immediate team around where they can step in and help and how we can balance each other's strengths. Um, and I think one thing is I like to give people the opportunity to grow. So um, give them, get the alignment. This is where we're heading and kind of let them work on it themselves without me micromanaging and just empowering them to get on with it. I guess from the team side, um, I'd like to think they would say she's definitely honest and open with us <laughs> and supportive um, and that she gives us alignment and direction so that we can we know what we need to do and crack on. But she'll she'll let us know if we're doing a great job. But equally, if we need to work on things, she'll tell us <laughs> um, and that hopefully that I'm inclusive and that I like to get everybody's ideas and um, encourage diver- diversity of thought and get people kind of sharing their ideas and sometimes coming to consensus about how we do stuff but knowing that I will step in and make the decisions if I need to do that's really great it sounds like you create a really like open inclusive platform which is super important I like the fact as well that you were saying about that um vulnerable leadership is obviously super Mm -hmm. important I think particularly when you were saying part of your that you think your success 
is coming from a management background, people side moving into technology, because I think there's an element of having to be quite ballsy but vulnerable with that when you move when you do that transition and to do it so successfully because you do have to be able to say a you have to know that the technical people are the experts and you're there to provide that platform for that but I think to be able to ask for help is really important and I think sometimes that's why people shut down the transition of moving into tech particularly at a later stage um so early because you do have to be really open honest and vulnerable as a leader yeah and it's not easy, is it? I mean, like it's you don't. No one wants to say I don't know the answers or um, I need some help. But actually, that's how you get the best out of your teams because everybody brings different skill sets and thoughts, and it's about how you harness that. And sometimes just by letting your guards down and saying I'm really struggling to get get an answer on this and bringing them into those discussions, I think mm-hmm. it also empowers them and really brings them on the journey. Builds and- that trust as well, doesn't it? definitely and so we always hear rave reviews about the culture you've got at Skybet and I'd love to know a little bit more about why you think it's so special and how you've gone about creating that and adding to it yeah it's it's everybody always talks about the culture and it's really hard isn't it to define a culture or to give that secret to everybody but I guess it's all down to the main thing is people people are the asset are our asset in in the company and people and hopefully people know that and that's why people want to work here and want to stay working here um, and it's that balance of being really clear about what we're we going after as a business what do we care about and some of that is like being really upfront about like us driving the way from the industry about um responsible gambling with our customers so having a forefront around that because you know we need to be able to show that we're protecting our customers and and staff and people love to know about that and feel like mm-hmm. you're in an entertainment business but there's still that element to it and we've, we're really consciously trying to change that um, about being yourself we've got a, a lot of emphasis around being yourself at work so you know we're, everybody's accepted to come to work be yourself be your best self yeah. you'll get the support um making it fun as well i think it's really, we do a lot of fun things that really people buy into um, and we've just been doing wheel of fortune as like an engagement thing we've been i saw that i've seen that on linkedin before yeah, so just we've, we've, we're focusing on well-being because we know it's difficult at the moment and we want to make it fun for people to get a reprieve from what's going on out in the big mm. wide world. But I guess just doing things like Wheel of Fortune and winning prizes and just getting that kind of sense of community and chatter among everybody has been really good. You had a Wheel of Fortune in the office, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. Right. Are you doing it virtually now? Yeah, so it's all virtual, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun so like if we've got like um start of the football season we'll try and do fun things to promote that so people just get a bit of energy around it and i guess the whole thing around collaboration which we talked about earlier it's you know there's it doesn't matter what your role is in the organization everybody's valued everybody's opinions are welcomed and everybody you know there's no boundaries you can go talk to anybody it shouldn't matter if you're talking to the chief exec or if you're talking to whoever everybody's available and you know wants to collaborate and, and get the best for our customers and the business and each other that's awesome fantastic love that um so obviously we've um we've all been experiencing pretty tough times we've been hit hard by covid um is there anything i mean i think you've kind of touched on this a little bit earlier and, and just now um but is there anything that you could share that you think you may have done differently to motivate your teams and keep your teams together focused motivated and i know 
Um, obviously, you guys at Sky, um, Skybet haven't gone back into the office yet. So, what are you on six, seven months? I don't even know how long it's been now that you've been working. For it was like forever. <laughs> it was like forever. Um, yeah. So I guess like what we would just like I mentioned before. I guess it's about for me. It's about keeping talking, keep like trying to be yeah. visible, um, checking in with my team, checking in with them, and checking in with other people in different teams about how you're doing. Is there any support you need? Um, and just kind of make sure people know that you're still there, even if you're not visible in the office. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have um, a fortnightly huddle, which we had before, so it's nothing new. But we have a fortnightly huddle between the product and tech. Uh, teams in bet uh, and we're trying to keep that momentum going around sharing where where we are as you know as a business kind of what tools are available from a well-being point of view and, mm. and also encouraging the team to continue to share the good work that they're doing and get a bit of camaraderie against that um, and I think so there's a bit about the fun as well so we've tried to do quizzes like I mentioned and, yeah. and at the minute we're trying to look at like people are a bit bored of quizzes now or different sorts of so what, what can we do so like are there any team challenges we could do um, you can do those virtual, like, um, what, you know, like the escape rooms now. You can do virtual yeah, versions. Yeah, I fancy one of those. So, yeah, this I know. I, we should do one of those as well with our team, Sandra, because I'm not Yeah, like yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, when, the, when, um, we've, like, when squads do, like, deliver something great or someone does a great piece of work, we've got the ability to recognise people. And that's, that's important. Yeah, really important. So trying to really hone in on just because you know don't forget to recognize the good work so we have had a couple of squads doing um virtual escape rooms and one squad created their own murder mystery on a, at a virtual oh, level wow. oh cool That's good. just trying to think of different things i guess yeah yeah it's just trying to mix it up a bit isn't it yeah. um i think that you said about celebrating success is really important because yeah. that's i think like the first initial lockdown to be like completely honest we struggled with that didn't we sandra because yeah as a business you're constantly next next goal next goal you kind of get a bit short-sighted and stuck in what's going on and and that's something that we've learned and prepared for the next one is that we really need to make importance out of celebrating the little successes because when you're at home on your own you feel so isolated anyway so um it's definitely a really important point there we're also trying to keep an eye on the hours that people are working because it's quite easy when you're remote working to keep doing more and burn yourself out and not taking that downtime and looking after yourself so there's things like we're looking at that in terms of our delivery teams are kind of as part of their stand-ups and retros they're kind of looking at not just speaking to people and asking them how mm-hmm. they are but looking at the metrics behind it you can see if people are working longer hours or they're up at midnight resolving a ticket you know just checking that everything's okay it might be that the work you know that they've got the flexibility to adapt to the working patterns and it suits yeah. their life better that's absolutely fine but it's just that balance of making sure people are not putting more hours in just because the laptop sat on the table yeah it's quite easy to do though isn't it because i know when i was doing more days at home and um, i mean the great thing for me and that i loved was that um myself and my husband and my son we you know we were all having tea more together more regularly um which we didn't get to do before but then I'd end up like I'd have my laptop still there and I'd be cooking and I'd be going in out of like checking me email sending a message yeah, yeah. and then we'd have we'd have our tea and then I'd, I'd end up sitting there again logging on and doing more work and you, it's easily done isn't it whereas now if I pick my son up from school go home make his tea my laptop stays in my bag um so I do think it's quite easily done um, and it's going to become even more so important to monitor that over the coming months as we head into the winter um so it's great really great that you that you know that's something that you you're aiming to do and keeping on top of things 
How about you? How about yourself? How have you kept yourself focused and um, just, you know, I guess remained positive and upbeat? It must be, you know, I understand your role. It's a big role and you've got responsibility for over 100 people. But what about you? Who looks after you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, luckily I'm not living alone. I've got my husband and I've got two children and, um, and I've been, I was homeschooling as well. So that was a challenge. Oh, wow. so I guess that's, that keep, what about me is like, you're trying to, that takes your mind off things around. Yeah. You've got, I've got a duty of care to kind of look after the kids and, um, and we've had great times, like as a family, we've spent like, no, we've never spent as much time together as a family. So that's been <laughs> positive, but I guess we've tried to do, well, we, we were really good to start with, but it kind of faded off as probably these things do. Yeah, same here. <laughs> tried to go for like daily walks, go for bike rides, um, <laughs> when you were allowed to have your hours exercise a day. So we tried to make sure we did that. Um, I guess for me, so like it's spending time with family, I, I, I've tried to do that thing about, I, I tried to put my laptop away at the end of the day as well, because that temptation is always there. Mm-hmm. I put that away. I've found myself reading, reading like books, uh, watching a bit more TV, playing board games we like board games in our family so playing board games we like it we're into a game called carcassonne it's like a strategy game where you build um castles and um roads and things like that but if you don't know it it sounds complicated but it's good fun. <laughs> <laughs> games out just to kind of uh, do it as a family and sounds like good team building though <laughs> yeah. and i've really got into doing crosswords again Okay, my mum was saving me the crosswords from the papers. <laughs> really random stuff that you just never find time. And I guess um, it's just weird what you, what you come up with when... It's taking your mind away from other things, isn't it? Yeah. It's good to be able to yeah. focus on something. Like like a crossword really is kind of like mindfulness, isn't it? Because you're like yeah. focusing on something else. So yeah, it's important to do it. And it's important, like you say, you spend some good quality time with the family, which is, is extremely important. Yeah. So I'd love to find out a little sorry sorry also challenging at times because we've never we said we've never spent the time together it's interesting and you can after a while you can start to get on each other's nerves as well find your own stuff to do as well sorry i didn't mean to talk about you then no no of course you can we've all had them lockdown breakdowns (laughs) (laughs) it happened to all of us so um i'd love to know a little bit more about what you're sort of truly passionate about then and, and and what legacy and impact you'd like to leave yeah um so I'm really passionate about people. I hope that kind of comes through. I really, I love, mm. um, I love building relationships with new people and really kind of helping people understand kind of um, where the potential is or where they've got room to grow. I really love all that side because it's great when you, when people are playing stuff back to you, like, and how and you've seen the journey they've gone on. I really get, I really get excited about that and pride out of that. Um, I guess there's a whole piece about technology so so exciting as well and um, being at the heart of stuff in sky betting and gaming is really good because we you know we're looking at how we can take best um best advantage of new technology so we're starting to look at things like 5g how could how could we harness that because obviously as and when people can start going to football matches and other stuff we've always had um, reception signal issues in stadiums that could be something yeah. that's for us there's a whole stuff that you can do with um voice now so like everybody um spends so much time on the phones now um and I guess it's how do you how do we kind of move on with the times and kind of provide those better customer experiences so there's just loads of stuff and I'm really Mm. still really keep an eye on what's happening in in health um 
like you did your masters as well didn't you when you when you're working in healthcare yeah i did i did it um in healthcare leadership which was brilliant yeah really that was really good because a lot of it was around a theory of leadership it didn't matter that it was in health that was like the theoretical side and then there was like a dual award that was through the nhs leadership academy and that was more like work-based learning so taking the theory of leadership and applying that yeah and then doing it like on it do you do any um like coaching or mentoring like anything that's a bit kind of more formal externally or I'm sure you obviously do it as part of your day-to-day role internally yeah so I've had people I've got people internally that I kind of give mentoring to or coaching to um I've not done it externally but um a member of my staff um she's um she's the head of delivery and she started getting like external people for her team to mentor and that's been really good so I think it's something I want to not necessarily with myself but something we should explore more because that you're kind of getting more exposure to different settings and, and different cultures and ways of I working just, I, yeah I just I think you'd make a great mentor um absolutely love your leadership style and how people focused um it is so um I just thought oh, I wonder if you if you do do any mentoring externally no but I'm happy if it, I'd love to do that um, if people I can help with, but yeah, because I think fantastic value for everybody in doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Sorry, Ellie, I um, butted in a That's bit. That's all right, no worries. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd love them one sort of like top tip around sort of career success from you. Yeah, um, do, 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 hard one. So I never, <laughs> I, never, I never had a career path. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a five-year plan. A lot of people say you should have one. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So that hasn't done me any harm. Um, and I guess, um, from, like, looking back on myself, it's about taking risks and, and being adaptable and kind of looking at opportunities as they present themselves and think, you know, that I could do that. And I guess um, I always had, and I still do to some degree, but I always had a bit of um, an inferior, inferiority complex about not being a pure techie. But in a in a tech role, and particularly more latterly in a tech leadership role, that really um, bothered me at times. Um, but actually, it doesn't really matter because it's the whole thing about the, the team that you build and the people around you and harnessing those skills and strengths. And I've really come mm. to realise that more latterly, you know, in my career. But yeah, it, I guess it's more about that. You don't have don't think of things on face value actually sometimes you've got other attributes or skills or experience that are just as good if that makes sense yeah there's so many other skills that can add value in technology and I think background your your background if we go way back all the way to post office and you were talking about like the customer communication piece all of that there's elements there that you've taken the whole way through to your career and you still use every day I'm sure it's guy bear yeah but you do forget you do forget so you do yeah. forget, don't you? And you need refreshers, and and I think that's the thing. Like I was, I ran a um, taking time in tech um, meetup yesterday evening, actually with um, Leeds Digital Festival, and um, we were talking about learn and unlearn behaviours um, and leadership. And it's you know we're always learning, and we sh- we always need to be continuously learning, um, because what you might have learned five, six, ten years ago you do forget and it's always good to have to keep continuously learning and refresh yourself on on things um on that note actually you mentioned before that you like reading um 
are there any like top books that you would recommend I guess probably from a coaching or leadership point of view any books or online material or courses training anything like that that you would recommend to our listeners and viewers um I've just read recently a really good I'm an introvert and I've just read a book um it's called sorry I'm late I didn't want to come and it's (laughs) (laughs) an introvert's year of living danger and it's dangerously and it's by Jessica Pan and it's basically a lady that kind of was an introvert and she spent a year putting herself like presenting herself as an extrovert and doing different tasks in a year so I mean I was like amazed like one of the things was doing stand-up comedy and how she'd force herself to do that and how she'd learn and I found that fascinating because that it's just about putting yourself taking yourself out of your comfort zone because that's how you learn um, yeah. So I found that really good because I could really connect to like some of like all the feelings and anxious and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So that was good. And then there was mm-hmm. um, when I was at the NHS, um, a former boss, um, she uh, bought all of her team a book, and it was the five dysfunctions of a team. Um, and that was about um, a, a female chief exec that had just taken on this dysfunctional team, and it was a bit of pretty much a a leadership crisis and it was going to make or break her and that that was talking through how she built that team and the challenging conversations she had to have people she had to let go or basically she said come with me or leave and that was really good and um, I think that was my uh, give that one a go it sounds yeah. interesting I think it was Lencioni JB Lencioni series so I think so there's an, an element of like leadership stuff in there but it's in it told in a story so I found that really good to connect with yeah. so they so that's probably one from old that like NHS days that I remember and then the more recent one was me, introvert. Like, how can you take risks and do things? Fantastic. Some great recommendations. <laughs> we can all relate to that title, can't we? <laughs> yeah. So it's been um, superb having you on the show. We always love to try and look forward to something or, or plans that you've got. And so I'd love to know, what, what's the next on your agenda? What have you got planned for the next 12 months? Personally and professionally, what are you super excited about at the moment? Yeah, well, personally, I'm looking forward to at some point in the next year being able to go on holiday somewhere hot. That's like, that's a, so. something to look forward to, but obviously can't plan for. So Where are you going to book? Where's the first place yeah. when they say you can go? I think I want to go back to Italy. I love Italy. Oh, nice. Whereabouts? I don't mind. I've quite fancy. I've been to Sicily about um, 15 oh, years ago. I think I might fancy. Oh, that's on my list. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I think that's, um, that's where I'd like to go, but obviously... So we'll have to have a discussion as a family because everyone wants to go to different places. But yeah, just somewhere hot, <laughs> somewhere out of the norm, outside of my house, um, that would be good. Um, I guess from a work point of view, um, I mean, I don't know if you're aware that um, Sky Betting and Gaming are now part of the Flutter group, um, so that we kind of got acquired um, earlier this year. So there's loads yeah. of opportunities and excitement there about how to bring the two businesses together how to create opportunities it's a it's a global company so there's loads of exciting stuff there that i'm looking forward to see how that all plays out um and i guess it's just delivering on all the, the plans we've got afoot um in the bet tribe um it's kind of a focus and giving and continuing to give like entertain our customers in the safe way that's really cool. yeah and i love the fact that you said about in the safe way there because it's so important isn't it and it's so great that you keep that at the forefront of of everything you do as a business so yeah. that's fantastic yeah brilliant to um have you on the show and fantastic to have you hear your story and hopefully as well the fact that you've 
seamlessly moved into tech and made such a success of it might help inspire others because that's super important to the message that we like to deliver um, in everything we do, isn't it, Sandra? So it's been um, a pleasure having you on the show. If anyone wants to reach out, Beth, can people get in touch on LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yeah. Happy to speak to people and offer any additional advice or be a sounding board or whatever. Always happy to do that. Fantastic. Brilliant. It's great to hear all your interesting um, experiences and learnings along the way. I've made a note of a couple of those books as well. I think I'm uh, particularly the dysfunctional, um, managing the dysfunctional team. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks very much. (laughs) 